Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome aboard WKOK's live telephone talk show. On the Mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, Mr. Joe's not in today, but Mr. Ben is here. Ben Reichley, fine local businessman, Republican committee person, is willing to shake his head no every time I say anything as I portray a poor, (laughs) a a bad liberal. No, I'm, I'm not playing a bad liberal. I'm playing a liberal badly. <laughs> Trying to be a progressive on the show never well, works you out. You can only be what you can be, so why don't you be right, a moderate be liberal? Be. I mean, I worked for Joe McGovern in 1972. It's funny you still keep was, that at the top of your resume. You know, That's I, you know, I could say I've, I've been bipartisan. I voted, I've registered independent the first when I could vote. When you could. Uh, but I did, uh, I did cast my first uh, presidential vote for uh, the Ronald Reagan, but uh, no, uh, Mark, you be who you can be because you can't be who you're not, mm. or you play it badly. Right, I'll play it badly. Well, I that's have missed true. this. Oh, did you? So much. No, the frivolity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your day is probably spent waiting in line trying to get past the middle school in Danville and <laughs> these kind of things. Oh, yeah. no, you would come down from the top. Yes, yeah, you I, missed don't, I don't deal with that. Oh, yeah. say, what I know the back you roads. But, Jennifer, if you if you can't be yourself, who the Sam Hill can you be? You absolutely need to be yourself. It's time to embrace yourself, Mark. Be who yes. you are. I bust my arm. <laughs> and, and, and you do look pretty in pink, Thank so you. don't be afraid to wear pink. It's okay. Or, right. or as for a man, it's might, might be salmon. Moving on. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Jennifer shook her head no. As I said, I portray a bad liberal on the radio. She has been saying no to me as I supervised her back in the day, right? Yep. Back, okay. yeah. I've so, always said no to you, Mark. For, I know. It's the strangest thing. You were ahead of your time. <laughs> Former news director, but now executive director of Drive. And talk about somebody that has found her element. Just basically turns everything into jobs around here and is able to move fo- things forward. Great staff, what, probably a half a dozen people Almost, on your staff? Yeah, there are five of us total, yep. All right, so just a fantastic group that's really making a lot of things happen. And uh, one of the questions I want to ask you, I'm not going to do it first, but is uh, if Drive didn't exist, how long would have it taken for some of these things to happen that are happening around here? But we'll, we'll do that in a moment. Uh, we're going to ask you to tell folks what Drive is. Believe it or don't, that is the most asked question on our social media. I know. What's I'd, Drive? We were talking about that in the office yesterday because people were r- responding to Facebook posts from yesterday's announcement and we were like, oh, they still don't know who we are. Okay, we'll keep plugging away. Um, but Drive is an Economic Development Council of Governments. We were formed originally by Columbia and Montour County in 2015 and in 2020 uh, Northumberland, Snyder and Union joined. So we now have five counties um, with seats at the table. 
Um, and we were designed really to be the boots on the ground of economic development um, for our member counties. A lot of what we do and what is different than what some of our other public partners do is we engage actively in real estate redevelopment, in um, site selection, so companies looking to come in from out of the area. We had the announcement a couple uh, last month about the uh, plastics recycling company that's coming to Point Township. That was a project we worked on um, with our partner, Focus Central PA, for about 18 months. So we do that kind of work. Um, we are kind of the resource we interface with the um, local uh, municipalities, whether it's supervisors, planning commissions, planners, things like that, to help help companies who are coming in who don't understand the Commonwealth system, don't understand that, you no, know, you have to go to the supervisors or you have to go to our local planning commission. These things are not run by the at the county level. Help them understand what does it take to start a business here. Um, the other thing we do is we partner with other public entities like CETACOG. Um, they provide a lot of technical assistance. Our job is to get the information from companies that are already here. Hey, what do you need to stay here, to grow here, to thrive here? What are, what are your pinch points? What keeps you up at night? We ask those questions, and then we can go to our public partners, whether it's CETACOG or the Bucknell SBDC or the Wilkes SBDC or um, the Chambers or foundation groups, you know, find out what they need and then help them get those resources that they need. Well, we've had some economic development people around here. Counties used to have a part-timer. He, he like also ran Veterans Affairs, but he ran economic development or something like that, although Jim King did a fabulous key, job. Key term, though, you mentioned. Pardon me? Part-time. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but G well, I think Jim King was probably full-time. But in any event, um, different counties probably had some devotion to, quote-unquote, economic development. <coughs> but you're doing the gluing of pieces together and the go-between and the flying and the phones and the Zoom. You're you're really, it's, it's more of an attack mode than just a help mode. Yeah, really, we look at ourselves as kind of the the connections uh, or the network. So we're the ones, There's a, there's something is going on, whether it's a new company coming in or a company with an issue or whatever it is, we very much view ourselves as we don't necessarily have the skill set to fix your problem, but we know who does and we can get all the right people in the room at the same time to have that conversation to figure out what it is that you need. Um, so it's really about making those connections, having those resources at your fingertips and knowing a little bit of is, you know, some of it's luck, some of it's, you know, gut instinct, some of it is actual knowledge um, and putting all the right folks in the room. So it, it's... No, isn't some of it taking the initiative? Well, to, yeah, and working your to tail do off. what you're doing? <laughs> I mean, at, at some point, Mark, it, like, they had part-time economic people. That's fine. They were Veterans Affairs. They were maybe code officers or, you know, oversaw different things. But to, to really go after economic development... I mean, there has to be an understanding of really of A to Z, and you just, one of the things that drives me crazy is the uh, problem in Pennsylvania. Problem in Pennsylvania attracting businesses because of the unfriendly business atmosphere when you're talking to somebody in, in Dallas, Texas, going, well, geez, if I go down 81 to Virginia, here's what they're doing. Here's what West Virginia's doing. Here's what Maryland's doing. And all of a sudden, why would I come to PA? Right. Well, that's our job is to sell. We sell not only the state, but then we sell the region. And I think taking a regional approach makes a huge difference as well. We have a lot. Uh, we have more opportunities by having five counties. And I think we can all agree that a, that a rising tide 
uh, lifts all ships. And so, you know, a new company coming to Northumberland County does not mean that Northumberland County is the only beneficiary. People in Montour, in Columbia, in Union, in Snyder, they're all going to work there. They're all going to benefit from, you know, the economic impact of having you know, something come into any one of those counties. So being able to have that larger conversation and represent a larger region, I think, has been really beneficial. We're really fortunate to have the support of the county commissioners. One of each from each county sits on our board. Then we have community members as well. Um, Can't say enough about my board. They're kind of awesome. But in this regards, though, uh, is... What, what you guys are doing, because we've only, it's sexy to talk about attracting new businesses. Always, yep. But the the guts here is retaining the businesses yep. and expanding the businesses like you did with the coffee. Mm-hmm. And we do, so p- part of the situation is when, when if you own a manufacturing business in Pennsylvania and you're looking in the paper and you're seeing this new business coming, you might not be jumping for joy because do you have to compete for those workers? Because one of the things we have a problem here in Pencil- in central Pennsylvania is there is a lack of skilled and unskilled workers in the volume needed because you see the uh, companies trying to get workers. So Well, and that's everywhere, though. That's not just here. That is literally across the nation. We don't have enough. There, there. We were just talking yesterday about this. There was a study at Burning Glass uh, that Burning Glass did um, that if every single American who was able in that 16 to 65 I think is the you know considered you know workforce age people if every single one of them went to work in some capacity tomorrow we would still have 1.2 million jobs unfilled we don't have enough population the population has been on decline for years so there have to be different solutions and I I'm like, this is not the place to get into a policy discussion, but maybe this is the place to get into a policy discussion. No, but but here's the deal. Well, you look at the larger manufacturers around here, and especially woodworking, ag business, um, the you know, grocery stores. Uh, you know, when when a new business comes in, I know some of these executives aren't jumping for joy because now they have to compete, which is not a bad thing to a degree. But then you look on the national level, I just came back from D.C., and you look at Congressman Lloyd Spunker putting in a H-2, I think it's C visa legislation that would allow workers non-ag, so it would be warehouse workers mm-hmm. and, and those type of unskilled workers to be able to get visas for three years. But again, uh, retention, I always think, is the key around it here. Is. If you can grow somebody's business... It, it puts a lot. Bringing in a business looks good. You guys get to cut the ribbons and everyone looks happy. You guys dress up. Looks good in the paper every now and then. But it seems like the politicians edged you out this morning on the paper. So I think. I got the inside. It's I rather, all right. Hey, I, I hey, will, this I will was say this to. Idea. I'll say this to Senator Gordon. Hey, let Jennifer and Linda, they're far more photogenic oh, than, uh, oh, okay. than the senator. But anyway. Uh, but retention's well, a, a key, yeah, though. Retention is uh, a lot of what we do because the. It certainly is less expensive to keep a company that it's just like a customer, right? It's less expensive to keep the customers you have than to go out and find new ones. So that's a lot of the work that we do. The other piece of it, though, is that I think is important to talk about is 
it's not just about like we don't bring in new companies just for the splash of it. You need to have a vibrant economy, and as something is coming in, something is always going out, and you need to keep things moving at all times. You, otherwise, things just sort of stagnate. It's kind of like there used to be when I was in sales. Kind of, you know, it was like it's a bathtub. The drains open. You want fresh water coming in and let the sale water go out. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of how why you have to continue to diversify your economy. If we had everything in one industry and that industry goes belly up, let's look at coal, you know, as an just as an example. Um, you see what happens when an entire area is built on a single industry. So having that diversified economy allows people more options. It allows businesses more options. Um, it we are we're also seeing companies that are looking at coming here because there's someone in their supply chain that's already here. So there's some of that, and that's sort of been a new piece of the puzzle um, that has seemed to come into play more with the pandemic and with the supply chain disruptions that occurred because of that. Now, what about jobs? You're doing a lot of work that's going to bring in more jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, you've helped cut ribbons on things or talked about or released information to hundreds and hundreds of jobs, probably 500 jobs here, but we have 612 job openings mm-hmm. just in Sunbury. Right. So why is, it, why is it ideal to keep attracting more businesses if we don't have the workers? Right. Well, I think uh, to some extent we do. We are always creating new human beings and there there is really a pipeline that can be created that's actually something that we're working on with one of our partners making more babies in, yes mark that's my job <laughs> okay. um, in Columbia County we're working with one of our partners to actually develop a talent pipeline um, specifically in manufacturing um, but generically across industries in manufacturing and it really looks at you know what are those critical jobs that these companies need in the immediate term and then also in the next one to three years. And it's working with um, all of the education partners, getting everybody speaking the same language and finding out where is their capacity or how do we need to increase capacity to help people train, to help create workers who can come in at you know maybe the entry level and move through and stay with that company. Not necessarily to have to stay with the company forever, that's not necessarily the goal, but to give them a career path where you don't have, it used to be you get trained, you get hired, and then you are deployed into a job. Now it's hire, train, and deploy, and then repeat. You put them back into another, you know, you you retrain them to move them through your workforce. And then you're constantly backfilling. I'm just, this is just an example. As a manufacturer, you bring somebody in as, you know, laborer, great. They have this skill set. You continue to train them so you can move them into the next thing and the next thing. Certainly there is, so there's a lot of opportunity for developing skilled labor, but sometimes you just need to get folks in the door and get them sold on, yes, I want to work. Yes, I'm going to come to work every day. Yes, this is an opportunity for me. Yes, this is a benefit. We're not going to have that conversation. We'd be for, here for hours. Yeah, if you can and uh, try that. Yeah, but uh, the, my, my question would be, have you gone down to the alum, uh, elementary, the high schools and the uh, voting schools. It sounds like Central yep. Columbia. Central Columbia certainly has an interesting academic mm-hmm. narrative that yep. they do up there, a format that seems to be very pro-career-oriented, uh, yep. go to college or go to work. Uh, of course, Southern seems to have an athletic and academic uh, prowess up there that can't be overcome. But uh, for the most part, it sounds like Columbia County is doing things right in those regards. But so you're down at the Votech schools. You're down. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, there, it's, well, I mean, we, it's not necessarily us, but it's the partners we work with. Mm-hmm. The Columbia Montour Chamber Foundation does amazing K-12 through work. 
um, in workforce. Um, the Advanced Central PA, which are, is our workforce board, they do incredible work getting folks, you know, information and, and running the career links and operating those and helping people find the training that they need, supporting the training that is required with some grant funding from the state. Um, you know, our universities, I think, are doing, they're really seeing that there's a market here and a need for um, advanced training for workers and, and how can well, we fill those needs. Well, uh, people talk about the brain drain, but I, I look at them and I say, well, the brain drain is not necessarily a bad thing from this standpoint, that if you have people who grew up in this area that leave, acquire different experiences, uh, maybe get married, have a family, bring their business back or bring their talents back to a business, that's a positive if we can attract people back. But mm-hmm. losing young people, I mean, go and find, I mean, the world's your oyster. Go, uh, go chuck, you know, go, <laughs> go shuck it. Go some skills. Go and shuck it and then come the back later uh, with, with the experience and add to the valley where you grew up in. That's that yep. brain drain is not necessarily a negative thing unless you want to make it like, oh, we're losing all these. But no, how can you get them back possibly? Right. right. And that's something we talk about a lot is uh, the livability aspect of the region and the community development. It's kind of the other side of the coin of economic development. You have to have a great place to live and be for people to want to live here and work here. You're listening to On the Mark, WKOK's live telephone talk show On the Mark. We're going to take a break for our sponsor, Sunbury Motor Company. If you would like to call Jennifer Wakeman with a quickie question, feel free to do so. Just questions only, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com, or you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. you got to have a question for our guest. <laughs> so somebody would like to convert you to a traditional Christian Christianity, so they're going to call too. But really, you have to have a question for uh, the uh, guest there? here today. Pardon me? You crossed yourself when you said Christianity. <laughs> My wife requires it at our house. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK's On the Mark program. I'm Mark Lawrence, 1-800-795-9565, Speedy Dialers, to talk to our great guest today. I literally could talk to you for days about this stuff. I think there's so much the public could really learn that, about that might be scary. economic development. <laughs> and, well, but I just think, you know, this idea of, I, I don't think... You see the reaction it, on her face when something you she said that. said that's so true. I don't think people think businessmen, business leaders, men and women, have trouble sleeping at night sometimes. Oh, 
Oh, I think they think, oh, well, I'm oh. just raking in the money. You Mark, know, we I'm can't, all happy. We can't get into it, but I've had conversations, and I'll just say this. It's called your backside factor. On Wednesday, when you're looking at your company and you got payroll coming up on Friday, and you're mm-hmm. sitting there and your backside, you're sort of, you know, you're getting tighter and tighter, and you have to go do things to make payroll. You talk to people who've had to go sell things, hawk things go into a line of credit too deep to make payroll, and then it works out. And those people have chutzpah. Those, those women and men that have done right. that. Right, so that's just one thing. And that's thing. an interesting part. You know, what, what, I, you know, I asked Bob Zimmerman that one night, what keeps you up at night? And he says, nothing except for the 73 families who mm-hmm. work for me. Not yep. the fellow in the shop, not the girl at the counter, but the families of the mm-hmm. people who work for me keep me up at night. Sunbury Community Hospital, tell me all about this. Yeah, apparently we own that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get? You, do you really get a deed? Do you have a deed? Yeah. Oh, no, no kidding. Yep. Yes, oh, yeah. it's, it's fi- was recorded yesterday, as I understand it. And so, did you ask yourself, yeah. why are you so lucky? Yes, I actually <laughs> did. A couple of times. We were joking about it yesterday at the announcement, because we've been working on this with um, Senator Gordner's office and, and the senator himself, quite frankly. He and, and Representative Culver were intimately involved with this process. Um, They were the ones who actually brought the opportunity to us, set up the original introduction to the folks at UPMC to see if they would even consider it. Um, We went through it a couple of times and we're like, yeah, no. (laughs) Honestly, that was our first answer. What changed? It did. uh, What changed? Um, One of my board members, well, actually a number of my board members, these folks have guts. I love them so much sometimes. Uh, They said, if we don't do this, who will? That's a really good question. Um, And this is really what we're here to do. We've done it before. We keep, you know, we thought Sunbury Textile was terrifying when we we acquired that property uh, through the same process. And that worked out swimmingly, I guess is the only way I can describe that. Although I've, I've said a lot of times since then, we may have set the bar a little high on that one. I mean, mm-hmm. we finally took ownership of it in December of 2020 and we're out of it by July of 21. That is not normal. <laughs> that is not normally how was things there, go. Was there anything going on in the world during that time? Oh, no. yeah. Is, uh, how many I mean, square feet is the hospital? Is that even possible to encapsulate? I think people think of a hospital as being a lot of rooms. Yeah, you know, and it's got to be, it's you know, like a two, million square feet. It's, yeah, I've got a number somewhere because it's multiple buildings, too. It's not just the one big hospital building, which is kind of the big terrifying. But it's a whole physical plan. I mean, there, you know, there's... Thank God I have people on my board who understand how these things work. You know, I am certainly not an engineer, and I'm not an expert on these things. But it's, it's a little bit daunting. Um, I think it's several got, hundred thousand square feet. Yeah, and you got 12 acres. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, yeah, Holy the smoke. summary textile was 500,000 square feet total, and it was 57 acres. Um, we divided it in two, and off we went. So, you know, I think this is – there are some interesting possibilities for this. Um, You've gotten lots of nibbles already. Yes. Okay. There have been – and I fully expect when I open my email or get to the office today, there will be a bunch of phone calls because now that it's public, um, you know, I expect people will come out of the woodwork to some extent to say, hey, what about this? Or I'd like to be involved. And I think there's probably – I think it's probably going to be a pretty big tent um, to allow a lot of people in to have those conversations and see what actually works. It might take multiple – groups, people, whatever, to make it happen. Bobby D., you got a question for our guest here today? 
Yes, in fact, uh, yesterday, Chris, uh, my sister and I only live a block away from the hospital, so we had, we witnessed everything that came down, and uh, it couldn't come at a better time. And as far as this Susquehanna Silk Mill, uh, my, my, my grandfather, like, f- 55 years, uh, and then, of course, the, uh, well, I, I guess it was built, like, back in the 20s, and, like, the, the hospital, the original hospital, I think, was in the 1950s. So those are sound, sound structures to invest in. Okay, what I was going to ask her was, uh, okay, it's fine for, for um, okay, local, co- well, okay, like local companies or local business people, but what about somebody from out of state or out of the area that wants to expand their operation in the Susquehanna Valley? Yep. Could they use the hospital? Yep, we'll ask her that. Thank you so much, Bob. Thank yep, you. Yep, absolutely. Um, we actually have a marketing partner. Uh, it's called Focus Central Pennsylvania. It's a consortium of seven, made up of seven counties that markets um, the properties and the the and the land and all of the, the things that are available for development in our region. And so we will certainly use that um that resource. Uh, Lauren Bryson is the executive director of Focus, and she does an incredible job of connecting business and site selectors from out of the area with our region and representing our region and marketing it. So that's that's the the methodology we would use to bring somebody from outside. What would you like to tell us? We're just about out of time. But what uh, would I like to tell you? That yeah. uh, what's going in the hospital? I <laughs> yeah, I got to ask that yesterday too. I really can't say because I really don't know. I think casino right? luxury apartment. You know, you have to think about the surrounding environment, and that is a really nice neighborhood around that hospital. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, we're not going to put something in there that doesn't fit with what is happening in that area. So you don't see it being a convenient market with a gas pump out front? I doubt there's going to be a uh, a gas pump, but I think there's a possibility to put some commercial retail, make it a little mm-hmm. more. I mean, it's a very walkable neighborhood. But one thing you did say people might not realize, that's a self-sufficient piece of property it is. with its own power plant yep. and its own infrastructure in there. So it's it's pretty unique. Yep. And what the caller talked about when it was built and that's the way they were building them back then. So Yep. What else? Anything else you'd like to tell us? I mean, I got a hundred questions. Yeah, but we. I, it's it's an exciting time in the in the region. Um, I have never seen it this busy. Now I've been doing this five years, and Lauren and I talk about this a lot. She's been doing it for twenty, and she said this is unprecedented level of activity that she has seen in economic development um, in her entire career. So there are a lot of really fun things happening, and I I have to say there's a lot of support both from the counties, the city, the legislators across the region. And, you know, to continue to create these vibrant economies, to make us more resilient, help us overcome some of the things that, you know, when something like Merck says we're leaving, okay, you, mm-hmm. yes, that's upsetting, but at the same time, there are 300 more jobs coming down the pike. So I think there, there's a lot of there's a lot of possibility. There are a lot of things to be excited about. There are a lot of things to look forward to, and I hope folks will get behind that. Well, I, I think one of the big things you talked about, though, boots on the ground. Okay, that's something, but you guys are proactive in what you're doing. So the implementation of your mission statement mm-hmm. means more. You're getting results, and that means people will jump on and help. Right. 
What keeps you up at night? <laughs> My cat. <laughs> and your and your girls. No, oh, they're big now. They don't even they're keep grown you up people. I got one out of the house. It's crazy. Mm, that is weird. All right, Jennifer Wakeman, fabulous news director here, only six short years ago, but now executive director of Drive, and uh, everything she touches turns to jobs. Look so we that, appreciate that. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. We'll have open phones and oh, Professor Rosu's calling in soon. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben Reikley is directly across from me. Fine local businessman. He's uh, fronting the capital for the LB Water. Huge project creation of, uh, what is that, about 10,000 square feet, the new building? 24,000 square feet. 24,000. No kidding. But, uh, no, uh, every... Employee at LB is fronting the capital. Right, for that. exactly. It's all from, okay, well, fantastic. Uh, everyone doing a very good job and moving forward. GOP committee man, he is as well. And we're glad to say on the news line with us now, Professor Matt Rosu. Hello, sir. Thanks for calling in today. Hello, thanks for having me. Matt's a professor of economics at Susquehanna University and dean of the Sigmund Wise School of Business. We've talked to him about a wide range of uh, topics, how Broadway musicals can be used to taught the principles mm. associated with economics, and <laughs> uh, no kidding. Well, it can be. Uh, it actually can be. A wide range of different things in classical music, and uh, he's a real arts fan as well. So bye Matt, bye, bye bye Birdie, My Fair Lady, all those have uh, economics implements. And also, though, uh, Professor, you are getting ready for graduation, I take it. Yep. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, things feel more or less normal. And so it's great. Uh, there's an awards luncheon for the seniors today and tomorrow. Looking forward to being in person and having it feel mostly normal for right. a commencement. Uh, and you have to be in full regalia as a dean, so you're going to have a lot of layers on in the hours ahead, so in the days ahead, too. So <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thanks for doing all of that. Well, you had talked to us a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about that we asked, how much does public opinion impact gasoline prices or impact inflation? And you had said there is certainly a public opinion. You know, what people think will happen or what they think about what is happening definitely has an impact on the economy. So I, I thought you could help us answer this question. There's a lot of talk about an, a recession. Some economists, well, probably most economists yeah. say that we are definitely headed for a recession period. So uh, your thoughts about this. Can we uh, make a recession happen or more likely just by talking about it a lot, maybe scaring consumers or something like that? Well, there certainly is some validity to that. The if, for example, businesses start to think there could be a downturn in the economy, right? businesses need to plan well in advance, naturally that should affect how much you might plan to expand. Maybe somebody who would, would expand if the, if the unemployment rate stays at 3.6% uh, would decide, well, if, if, if we're going into a recession, maybe I shouldn't expand right now. And so in some ways, there, there are ways that can become a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
All right. And are we in a recession now? Maybe not by the textbook definition, but is our economy starting to slow down to the point where you can use that word? I often, well, first, you don't often know until well after. It's tough for me to say we're ever in a recession when the unemployment rate's 3.6%. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty historically low. The, the lowest it's been in the past 50 years was 3.5%, and that was um, in late 2019. It hit that uh, one or two months, and then also in early 2020 before uh, kind of all the things with COVID happened. So I think I, I, would, not ha- I would not think we are at that point yet. I'm not 100% certain we'll get there. However, the unemployment rate right now is just so incredibly low. It's it, you'd have to imagine that we could have a recession, but by historical standards, it might not seem that terrible, right? If the unemployment rate goes up to four and a half to five percent, well, that's quite a few people who are out of work that would be working now. But historically speaking, a four and a half to five percent unemployment rate is is pretty good. I mean, that's below the average for say the past fifty years. So we have a lot of factors uh, in the economy, supply chain and chip shortages and, you know, just a wide range of things that are impacting the economy. How significantly has the economy slowed down because of all of this? Or is it, you know, it's full speed ahead because it's full speed ahead and these are just the things that are kind of anchoring us? Well, I think the bigger impact on the bigger impact of people hasn't been on the ability to find good jobs and and get good wages, but really the inflation rate has been much more problematic over the past year. So right now, unemployment rate is at kind of essentially at record levels. Um, You know, if you want a job, you should be able to find one, Um, perhaps in the exact field, but, you know, there there are a lot of jobs available right now. However, the, with the unemployment rate over the past year being at about 8%, you have a lot of individuals who are working who, in essence, took a real wage cut. And real, you know, when you say real, economists use that as basically saying an inflation-adjusted wage cut. So if you got a raise of less than 8% in the past year from your employer, you know, on your, your raise was less than the inflation rate. And... You know, it d- depends on the exact products that you purchase, but on average, right, you're worse off because uh, because of the large increases in inflation. Well, Professor, let's look at uh, real quick on that. You see GDP down for the first quarter of 2022, down 1.5. Uh, they were looking for about 1.2, 1.3, but you see fourth quarter up 7.4. So that's a 9% swing in one quarter going in now to the spring we see the rates uh, of um, mortgages going up we see the inflation rate still climbing but one of the things that I find real disheartening is that Jerome Powell is up on the hill and I was just down in Washington this week and it was getting a lot of play but he absolutely looked clueless in the questioning when asked, did your monetary policy, yes, we were, yeah, we should have done that. Yes, we should have done that. So by the, the Fed's monetary policies in the past, does it show that they can handle, or you hope, I hope they can handle making a soft landing, but Jerome Powell showed 
me little I have little or no confidence because it was a, a real milk toast type of uh, uh, testimony in his part that they seem not to understand the bigger picture I, I don't know that I'm not certain a soft land I mean I'm sure there's some way to perhaps do the soft landing but historically speaking when you have inflation rates as high as they are and you try to lower them you have a recession and and it's tough to see how you don't have one if if we're going from eight down to you know let's say back to two or three percent uh, now how severe the recession is is i think a really real open question i mean the reagan presidency the economy was unbelievable i mean it was an absolute booming economy but it, it started really the reagan presidency there was a real effort to curb inflation at the very beginning and it worked but there was a really significant increase in unemployment rates to over 10 percent uh, in the early part of that which is often what happens uh, everybody expects prices to keep going up the money supply gets leveled out um, the amount of money in circulation gets leveled out which is essentially what the fed needs to do to curb inflation rates and but people still expect that prices will go up so for example workers especially if they're on union contracts may get raises tied to this previous inflation rate but now firms aren't able to sell as much and firms are taking losses and some firms and firms have to lay off individuals and that's where the cycle kind of comes in that's why often lowering inflation rates is indeed tied to higher unemployment rates in the short run once everybody kind of gets it figured out then you know the unemployment rates should adjust back but i would expect we're going to see um an uptick on this assuming the fed is successful at curbing inflation but isn't historically if you're at an eight percent inflation rate doesn't your interest rates need to get to eight and a half to nine to start to curb that at least historically what we've seen in the past i don't know i mean it's it's been so stunningly long since we've we've faced this yes that it's it's tough it's tough for me to kind of pull the analogy out from you know, kind of basically a pre-computerized money supply. Uh, so so I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think the interest rates will have to get that high to curb it. I really think Certainly it's a lot not. on just curbing, curbing the money supply. But Mark talked about earlier about the public understanding and, and the public attitude. And in a yep. Reuters poll, or Reuters or Gallup that just came out, 83% of Americans said we're going in the wrong direction. So that yep. sounds like the public has gotten it and, and is getting frustrated. And uh, again, it's when you talk about gas prices, when you talk about vehicle gas yep. prices, that's one thing. When you talk about diesel prices, that's a huge. I think that just that's a that's jet that's a jet rocket of inflation because what everything you see around you has been delivered by a truck, and that is diesel. So it's a that's a big deal that price. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's it's kind of stunning. I haven't dug into this, but how often in history has the unemployment rate been this low in the sentiment on the direction of the country? It's probably never happened, quite frankly. Uh, but while everybody does have a job, essentially, who wants a job, right? The unemployment with the um, with the job market right now, a lot of workers, right, have essentially had a real wage cut over the past year. I mean, that's what inflation is doing. It's cutting the purchasing power. And you take a, if, 
you take a 5% wage cut, which is what really a lot of people have had, right? If, it, if you get a 3% increase in your, you know, 3% wage increase from your job and inflation's been 8%, you've had your wages cut by 5% in the last year. Right. Who can blame anybody for saying things seem to be going the wrong way? Um, with wages cut by 5%. How much of an impact does scarcity of things have on people's psyche and starting to slow down the economy? This idea that you go to the store and you see an empty shelf, no matter what it happens to be, how much does that impact people? Well, the scarcity certainly impacts individuals, and it should impact prices if prices are flexible. I would think uh, the government's, so there's, there's a couple of reasons for the scarcity, right? I mean, the, the supply chain issues have, have been pretty well noted uh, on a wide variety of products. But then there are some things that are essentially self-inflicted. Uh, you know, we're dealing with baby formula shortages. Well, some of this was because of a batch that right, had, to, had to be taken off of the market. But... There are some pretty weird FDA rules and U.S. government rules about baby formula that don't make much sense to me. Um, for example, I mean, if, if baby formula is deemed safe by government officials, and I saw an article and they put two countries in here, Germany and the Netherlands, is there any reason we shouldn't think that that's safe in the U.S.? Do we really need to have our own agency check that? Well, the, the answer right now, according to the law, is yes. But that's keeping baby formula from coming into the country. Uh, there's also restrictions on um, new baby formulas to enter the market for a period of time. Uh, like, these are self-inflicted wounds, essentially, that are helping to cause some of the issues we've seen with that particular product. And we would likely see that with some other products as well. The, isn't that one of the problems when you get in these trade, the give and take of certain uh, negotiations on certain segments of what your trade pack might be, and you're, you're trying not to protect your own industry, but you're going to protect your own industry over somebody, and, you know, is it really a, ever a free market? And, you know, here we have, and I think the, if I remember correctly, in macroeconomics back at uh, the Juniata College. <laughs> I think it was the banana issue in the 1800s or whatever. You know, wh when do you buy or when do you grow your own bananas? And But when you get into the, the real statistics of it, yeah, I agree with you. The government regulations on all sides, exports and imports, seem to create potholes or hurdles uh, for, for all countries. And, and your, your example baby formula is, is a, probably an excellent one to look at. And why would babies want to be any unsafe here than they are in Germany or the Netherlands? Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a major issue. I mean, we saw that with the vaccines as well. Um, you know, if a particular vaccine is deemed safe by, let's say, I don't know, um, Eight different countries that we generally respect. Shouldn't that couldn't that be enough? Do we need to do it here? I mean, I, I would see no reason why that would be the case. It'd be the same for baby formula. Um, but no, a lot of these. Um, if the market is allowed to freely work and there's a shortage, prices should adjust. And then there's often a sentiment like that having prices go up when there's a shortage is this really terrible thing. Economists generally don't see it that way. Economists see these price increases as a signal that ho hopefully then individuals will adjust their behavior. 
right? If you've heard about baby formula shortages and you see baby formula for sale right now at a store and it's the same low price as always, any individual would be rational to buy several months worth, uh, as long as it's you know the, the type that will keep. Well, that's gonna that will exacerbate the problem if the prices went up a little bit. Then individuals might say, "Okay, I'll buy as much as I need for the next two weeks instead of six months," and then all of a sudden we don't have this situation where there's no baby formula on the shelves. Anything you'd like to tell us? Maybe we didn't ask you anything to add as it relates to our economy now, Professor Rosen. No, I think the uh, the one thing with inflation that I find somewhat fascinating, you know, as an economist and you study these, and we haven't been through this before. Uh, Inflation, in theory, does not have to really be costly, right? If prices go up by 8%, but wages go up by 8% as well, okay, nobody cares. Nobody should care, right? Your wages went up by the same amount as the prices. However, a couple of the different things on inflation that I think are worth noting, um, one is one problem with this, it tends to create winners and losers arbitrarily, which is which is really bad, right? I mean, if, if you happen to own real estate right now, you're winning because of the increase in prices in the housing market. If you don't own real estate and you have to rent, right, you're losing uh, because of the higher inflation rates and the higher prices. The other area that's interesting, though, is if prices are going up and then you get, let's say, in the next year, you get an increase, um, your boss says, hey, 8% increase for you this year you're actually still will be a little bit worse off because it'll probably bump you into the higher and into a higher tax bracket. So you'll end up paying more taxes on that 8%, even though all the prices just went up by 8%. But if tax brackets aren't being adjusted by inflation, you, you will be worse off, even if your raises just do completely match the inflation rate. Well, thank you so much for the insights and the information. Come in and visit us again. We'd love to have back in the studio and get to get more of the uh, information. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Thanks. Get out. Thanks for having me. Get out and enjoy the graduation, uh, and get out and enjoy the golf course next week. Uh, after, after a busy week this week, there will have to be a round. All right. There you go. Thank <laughs> you so much. Professor Matt Rosu, economics professor at Susquehanna University, dean of the Sigmund Weiser mm-hmm. School of Business, professional poker player at times in his whole lifetime, and uh, he's in the black in terms of his winning. A lot of it is uh, strategy and memory, and he's got uh, the ability think, to do both. Uh, statistical discipline. And luck. <laughs> and there's some luck associated with that. So we could talk about that and and uh, other topics, we're going to flip to open phones now, so we'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Mm-hmm. Some very brief news headlines here. Volunteer firefighters made a good stop, by all accounts, after a garage caught fire in the Elysburg area, Rush Township, Northumberland County. 911 tells us the fire call in came at 520 this morning, a half a dozen volunteer fire companies responded. Economic development in the city of Sunbury, as we discussed, is about to take another big step forward. During a news conference Thursday with state and local leaders, UPMC announced they are donating the former Sunbury Community Hospital building to DRIVE. DRIVE is the Valley's regional economic development entity, which has had tremendous successes 
repurposing industrial properties and attracting new job opportunities. We always really wanted to look to a way to give this building to the community, no matter who that was going to be, a community partner, if we could repurpose it in some way. And at the end of the day, this was our best option. Once Drive came to the forefront and with the support of the legislature, it was a really easy option. That's Tyler Wagner of UPMC's Media Relations. UPMC announced in December 2019 it would be closing UPMC Sunbury due to underutilization. Drive notably oversaw the successful donation and repurposing of the former Sunbury Textile Mill property. Allies in that endeavor were State Senator John Gordner, State Representative Linda Schlegel-Culver, City Leaders, and Northumberland County. Drive then engaged with UPMC officials to determine the best outcome for the former hospital. Drive Executive Director Jennifer Wakeman says there are already numerous inquiries from companies interested in all or part of the 20 parcels of land, totaling approximately 12 acres. The details of those discussions are unknown. If I had to guess, just based on, it's kind of like the Sunbury Textile Mill, I don't see one thing going in here and being the thing. I see it being a multi-use kind of a space. Whether it's a combination of commercial, retail, residential, I have no idea. Besides beginning both future economic development projects in Sunbury recently, Drive also launched a five-county broadband network. Matt Catrillo, News Radio 1070, WKOK. All right, some other headlines very briefly. Be sure to have your driver's license, registration, and insurance ready. Sealands Grove State Police say they'll be they're part of more roving patrols and DUI checkpoints that will be set up over the next uh, four days or so. And in light of the horrific school shooting Tuesday, American Pie singer Don McLean, or McLean? Don McLean. McLean's has dropped out of this weekend's NRA convention in Texas. He was slated to perform, but said, I've decided it would be disrespectful and hurtful for me to perform to the NRA at their convention in Houston this week. Now, Larry Gatlin of the Gatlin mm. Brothers has canceled, saying he cannot perform in good conscience. Larry Stewart, the lead vocalist of Restless Heart, and singer-songwriter Lee Greenwood have all pulled out. I, I think, think the governor says he's not going to the governor mm, Abbott. Texas. I think uh, Larry Gatlin is taking that relaxium, so he's probably too sleepy to perform. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We have talked a little bit about the shooting this week, talked about inflation and our recessionary predictions, which abound, and a wide range of other topics this week. What's your view on these topics or local topics? <coughs> The idea of uh, getting hundreds of more jobs while there's uh, too few jobs around here, or too many jobs already around here. We talked a little bit about that. <coughs> All right. We'll take a break. Call us now. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf.
Memorial Day. Let's see, Monday morning, Northumberland's Parade, I think, uh, steps off about 8.30 or so. Mm, good. Check check your local listings to be sure. Yeah, I hope uh, Seals Grove. Seals Grove used to have something at the borough building. Maybe somebody can notify the well, communities, notify the radio station that you're having something so they can promote it and get out. And uh, a, right. a holiday that is um, the reason... We are here is because of this holiday. I mean, right. those people. What's what's the word? Some freedom. Well, America. All gave some, and some gave all. Right. Yeah. If you got any freedom, if you're allowed to talk on the radio today, thank of that. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Sunbury Motor Company is our sponsor. I want to tell you about them. They are doing a fabulous job down there on North Fourth Street in Sunbury and on Routes eleven and fifteen in Hummel's Wharf. They're getting a few of the Tellurides in. These are the vehicles that got nearly a hundred percent score out of Consumer Reports. Uh, the it's a Kia store, uh, right? For the Telluride, right? What did I say? So the Hummel's Wharf store. Yes. Well, I think uh, you're down at the. Fourth Street store in Sunbury. Most of the time, doing, yeah. I think you're in there doing the electric slide, aren't you? Truck stuff. Sliding between the trucks, sliding between the Mustang. Yeah, you should see the truck we ordered for Joe. It's an electric uh, truck. He, he didn't like it until I told him it's zero to 60 in about five seconds. And he's like, oh my gosh, that's put faster you, than mine. Put your head back in the headrest. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he'll pop a vessel if he's not careful. All right, sunburymotors.com is the third address. So 4th Street, Sunbury, routes 11 and 15, Homosworth, Sunbury Motors. Brand new Ford, Hyundai, or Kia. They got a half a dozen of each type on the lot. Each species is there, so you can pick and choose from that. Or you can do literally hundreds of people are ordering vehicles, but the Sunbury Motor Company's got the allotments to keep them moving, and that's what they want to tell you. And then they are still considered a volume dealer. They can't sell as many new cars these days because of the chip shortage, but they're still a volume dealer, still giving discounts, still knocking down the price, still the best prices, the best service, best nitrogen for Tires, best alignment, best body shop, best parts department, best service department. And get that best promotion going on too on those electric vehicles, right? Uh, Buy electric vehicle, get your choice, your favorite ACDC album on the CD. <laughs> I so. don't think oh, so. I so. On There's no ACDC album that comes with these things. But uh, if you go and buy a new truck today, Ben will buy an ACDC album. If you buy a, if you buy electric vehicle today at Sunbury Motors, give the information to Jeff Clock, and we will get you an ACDC CD. Will we? Okay. <laughs> this is 100% condoned by Ben Or, or a free, a free uh, subscription to um, no, Sirius. No oh, okay, Sirius. But I think you get six months automatically, so we'll, we'll give you seven. All right. So, uh, yeah, the Sunbury Motor Company, fabulous people to do business with. I've enjoyed it, and they keep putting me in different trucks mm-hmm. to drive around. I'm waiting for them to give me one of these new escapes that are on the 2023 Escape. They had a showpiece there, a mannequin, and just a fantastic-looking uh, vehicle. I see you in one of those Mavericks, like a your well, sporty, sporty I Maverick to get around those. there. They had one on the store for a while, and now 2022 is sold out, so mm-hmm. 2023. But, you know, that model year begins production in July, so it's, you know, they're right around the corner. They are very attractive. I could literally put the Maverick in the back of my truck, but mm-hmm. I think that that's a No, no, that would just be your, your weekender. Your big <laughs> truck would be your week, and then you got the Maverick. Maverick to sport around in. And we could haul them both around. Why not? Mm-hmm. Maybe with the kayaks, we could haul the trailer with the kayaks.
decks, put the Maverick in the back, so canoe to our new spot, or drop off the Maverick at the new mm-hmm. spot where we're going to pull out of the water. And oh, then great trip. You start up at the uh, point. Right, at start the, at Milton at, and uh, kayak uh, down. Well, kayak down to, uh, no, Penn's Tavern. Drive your Maverick Ooh, down to Penn's bar, Tavern, bar. kayak all the way down to Penn's Tavern, have a great lunch or a, or a late uh, early dinner, late lunch down there at Penn's Tavern, and then drive back. So I've you, done that. Sunbury Motors, Sunbury Motors, and some folks who know about Sunbury Motors at Penn's Tavern. I would recommend that you do that before August, because after August, you can almost walk across the river there, so you want to do it before then, because your canoe or your kayak will be touching bottom. No, I, I thought you were going to say the dam will be ready by August. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, early estimates, if everything goes well, it would be the beginning of July that we'd have it. So That'd that, be great. If they do, so we got to stop all this uh, heavy rain. Bob, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. We very much appreciate it. I need you to refresh something. You just said something about the Northumberland um, Memorial Parade. <clears throat> Yesterday in the Daily Item, they had everybody listed for Northumberland again. This happens quite often. Could you give me the time again, please? I, I don't know exactly. I'm going to say 10 o'clock, but uh, let me check that. I know the guy who knows, so I'll check with Dick Simpson <laughs> and send him a note, and uh, we'll find out. But Sunbury's service is at 1030. So yes, probably I saw the, that. Okay, or at one, uh, one other issue. Or um, 1130. I heard sorry, yesterday the Biden son some kind of uh, police thing again, and it's going to eliminate the use of military equipment. And they said if those guys would have had shields and whatever yesterday, they probably could have went in or surveillance cameras. They could have w- seen what was going on in the room. Uh, the whole thing is it's horrible, and it was a debacle after it was got, uh, to get when it got started. And one other question: If we get all these electric cars on the road, who's going to fix our bridges? Gas tax. Well, yeah, we'll have to. They'll have to change that. In well, who's going to fix our bridges? Who's going to keep us from having brownouts or rolling brownouts or rolling blackouts? Uh, we do not have the electric grid to support the cars. And if the Biden administration thinks now, now remember there, there's something uh, in the mix here. When the Biden administration seems to be somewhat concerned about higher prices, but they think this is the next step to get people to go to electric, and we're minimum 20, 25 years away. Oh, okay. But making sure the uh, grid's correct. There's a way sure. inflation is we're not going to get the electric cars anyhow. We're not going to be able to afford them. Thank you very much for your time. Have a nice holiday, guys. Yeah, thank you. We'll try to find out your information. Now, we had PPL here the other day, and they said they do have enough grid space and enough generating capacity, but you're saying that's false. Well, PPL might feel they do, but uh, California, Texas, uh, Illinois... New York, Florida, I'm trying to remember the uh, uh, states that were discussing this, and what is the uh, resiliency of that grid? Our electric grid, our subsurface infrastructure is average at best for the capacities and and what's needed in the future. Alright, 1-800-795-9565 talking a tiny bit about electric grid. We uh, we know when Sunbury's service is in uh, in Sunbury, which is where they're going to have it. The parade forms at Raspberry Avenue at 10.30, moves at 11 o'clock from 10th Street to Market Street and then the service at 11.30 in Cameron Park. So, and that uh, starts at what time? Uh, service starts in Cameron Park at 11.30 or so. so. 
parade starts at? Uh, 11 at 10th and Market. Oh, great. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Love to hear from folks today. Give us a buzz. We talked a little bit about the shooting. We talked uh, about uh, common sense changes in gun laws that would make us safer. Strangely enough, uh, I have advised people all week that nothing is going to happen. So these is just all idle chit-chat. Uh, no rule will change. No red flag laws. No changes in gun laws. And the NRA will continue their celebration of our Second Amendment at their convention in uh, in Sunbury or in mm. uh, Houston, Houston, Houston. So, all right. Uh, Dick Simpson texts me and says, 9:45 a.m. on Monday is the service in, or is the start of the parade in Northumberland. So there you got that. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. What's your view on what you've heard so far? Are we headed for a recession? It seems plainly obvious to almost any observer, but some folks say no. And what's your view on that? And we had Jennifer Wakeman here saying, yes, we do have to keep attracting jobs to our area, even though we don't have enough workers yet. So we got that going. And uh, Electric Grid, PPL says we got us covered, but lots <laughs> of other parts in the country say, nope, we don't have enough. Do you think PPL would say they don't? Well, I don't know. <laughs> That's true. So Tracy Witter is uh, not lying. It's uh, puffery. That's right. It's puffery. Mm. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Call us now. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you today. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. Uh, we mentioned the idea that we don't have to worry about any changes in mental health laws, red flag laws, gun control laws, changes in weaponry, uh, American uh, firearms laws, mm, nothing. Mental health laws should be adjusted. No, no, no. I mean, no. Really, look what really Giuliani tried to do in New York and... Of all people, Rosie O'Donnell is complaining and moaning and groaning that you're putting people in the hospital, and you know these are homeless people on no the changes. streets that needed help. Nothing. Go ahead, Stan. Good morning. You're on the mark. <laughs> Good morning. So, uh, yeah, mental health issues, changing the laws, the way that you know people that are whacked out of their mind are treated and treat you know to be treated for their condition have been seriously. Uh, hampered over the years, haven't they? Because, you know, the state hospital system went pretty much went away. There's still, you know, it's still open, but the patient numbers have dropped way off because, you know, we can't, we can't institutionalize people that have mental problems because I guess it stigmatizes them. I don't think that, that, that people. Think? That, I don't think people who would be eligible to be incarcerated at Danville State Hospital are the same crowd that's doing shootings. I think you have people that have some <laughs> sort of a psychotic break that are well, doing that. But what are we seeing Mark? though? Yeah, what are we seeing though in the numbers? Ninety-five percent of these shootings are done by males who are less than eighteen years right. old. Right, and this a, it's a significant break in their mental health. There's no argument there, but that's not that's not who's incarcerated <laughs> at Danville State Hospital. Those are pre- those are precisely who need to be incarcerated, don't you think? I mean, you can have various yeah, levels of mental health Danville issues. Danville State though. Hospital. Well, Danville State Hospital is right. These are people with significant depression and bipolar disease that's out of control or schizophrenia. That's not who's doing school shootings. Really? So you don't think the people that are doing school shootings aren't whacked out of their minds? Because personally, I do. 
No, I'd say, Stan, the different levels of mental health, and what Mark's talking about is the severely mental health that are shown, what we're seeing, at least what I've seen over the last 10 years, if you look at, these are people who can function to some degree in society, but can't, maybe 80-20, but the 20% is where they lose it. I mean, but the frustration in, in this is, you know, we don't know what happens in this, and who covers up like the, the Vegas shooting. We, we never got the information on what happened with this guy or who was behind it. And look at the, the mental health issues there of a grown man compared to the mental health issues of these other uh, young people who are under 18. But one thing I will say is we've gotten rid of and happened during the uh, look at the abortion conflict uh, we're having. We got rid of accountability. People are not accountable. So if you choose to have an abortion, you never thought about the accountability before you needed an abortion. If you choose to do what act of violence or evil, you're, you don't feel there's an accountability. So is that a culture problem? I believe so. And one of the other things, and I've had two doctors talk to me about the demasculation of young boys in our society and what does that lead to and look at who's doing some of these shootings okay. right i mean the, yeah the, the boys don't know what they what they're supposed to how they're supposed to act in society because they're not being taught how to act in society. and the breakdown of the family and and people right. people will cringe uh but you know there is in our culture the way this country was set up there was a religious plank in the foundation. Now, people can argue how much, how not, but at one time, the nuclear family and the outside resources in the community were very positive. However, look at what certain sects of religion have done and look at what certain groups have done. They've done some positive, but the Boy Scouts have also done some negatives, and so has the religious groups. So again, you know, within the last 70 years, how, where has the culture gone? But if you're relying on your government, government doesn't come through when you need them. One of our listeners sends a note. The people who are no longer in state institutions are people with severe disabilities, intellectual, with mobility and functioning issues. They're not school shooters, Dan. Sorry. Stan. Oh, okay. All right. But, All Stan, right. you're so right, though. Those people have mental problems. Think about that. Okay, but some people that do need to be institutionalized aren't because they're, just, they're stigmatized. Yes. Now, so how, how are we going to solve this problem? Is it going to be to punish the law-abiding citizen that's never done anything to anyone? Because that's exactly the path we're on. That, that's the path we're on, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of these people. And right now, down there, we've got a bipartisan group of Republicans and Democrats in the Senate talking about how they can solve the problem. Well, we know how they're going to want to solve the problem, and it's all going to be one-sided. The Democrats give nothing on any of these negotiations. All they do is take, 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 take. It's been the way forever. And right. the Republicans don't have the spine to push problems are Democrats back. causing problems. I got it. Well, large, Republicans uh, are the uh, angels uh, in Washington. A large percentage. <laughs> Try to, no, no, no. to memorize it. No, the, Democrats but, but, well, cause co- the problems. Cornyn is looking at it and look at the federal side. But, but again, you saw two situations, and the optics are just horrible. You saw former President Biden put a tweet out about George Floyd. Now, George Floyd should have never been murdered. Okay. But George Floyd 
is not a symbol that we should look at as that was an outstanding man who lost his life for the wrong re- he lost his life for the wrong reason but this isn't an outstanding man and you had president obama send out a tweet with this this stuff going on in texas at the same time which is ridiculous and then you had chris murphy who was just a mouthpiece who said absolutely nothing so again the politicization of this has gotten out of control and also how many times have this story changed is this the fourth, fifth Who's rendition? Chris Murphy, senator out of Connecticut. Uh, he, he's, he's out and they're screaming for things. But Stan, one of the things I would say is, yeah, you can look at realistic implementation of laws that make sense. You can look at the groups that need to have communication from the local, state to the federal level, and even in the federal level between the FBI and DHS, and you know certain scenarios there. But one of the things when somebody says about red law or red flag laws, if you're going to create that, you have to have an A to Z. If if you lose your right for a gun for this reason. What's the formula to get your gun rights back? Or, again, how do you implement a total process? Because the Second Amendment is the Second Amendment. Being the First and Second Amendment, without those, we aren't the United States. That's right. Second right, Amendment Stan, is we'll give you the last the word. Amendment. Go ahead, sir. We'll give you the last word. Well, things are getting, you know, things are going to be stupid here in D.C. They're just going to bring out, you know, idiotic things. They, just you know, they the want Democrats, universal though. background check. They haven't careful. told us how they're going to implement that because it is absolutely impossible to do what they think they want to do without a complete registry of all firearms in this country. Plain and simple. And when they have a registry, then they have the list. When they're ready to freaking come take them, they'll come take them because they'll have the list. Well, fortunately, it'll get ugly if they try something like that. Unfortunately, yeah. history shows nothing's going to happen, so we're safe. The history oh, shows. Well, I, I hope you're right, Mark. But I, I put nothing past the crew that's in charge down there right now. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Stan. Thanks for calling in. Thanks. Appreciate it. one 800 795 A speedy dialer would be welcome right now. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. We learned a lot of good things from the call, that Democrats are the villains and Republicans are the angels. It's weird. Mm, Democrats it's seem to want control. Republicans try to hold that. But Republicans mm-hmm. are knee-deep into this stuff also. Uh, bad, bad policy. Nobody has a monopoly it's on that, Democrats thing. or Republicans. It's a bipartisan thing. <laughs> so. Well, that's sort of my point. I, I just, Harrisburg, D.C.? We, we got a terrible government in Washington, D.C. in every way, nah, in every person. You know the what, Texas removed the brains it's, of everybody. It's terrible, but it's the least terrible than the rest <laughs> well, of the world. That's true. Yeah, my congressman's <laughs> doing a good job. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Looks like we might have our last callers of the week. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. 
If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back. We got two callers, so they'll get just a little bit less than 90 seconds apiece. Lance is first. Lance, thank you so much for calling in. Go right ahead. Okay. About uh, three weeks ago on a Monday, the Journal carried a really fine article about just how bad our electric grid is coast to coast. And while there might be uh, places, you know, like our area that are in good shape, the vast number are in terrible shape. Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also cybersecurity issues with our grid is, uh, boy, ju- they're just, it's hanging out there. Right, it's just waiting to be picked off by somebody, China or Russia or whoever. All right, we got you. Anything else, sir? Wall Street Journal no. on Monday. You get a free article online, so you can check it out. I can't remember exactly which Monday. It was a couple of weeks ago on a Monday. All right, well, you can search their search box for electric grid and we'll go from there. Thank you, Lance. Thanks for calling in. Have a satisfactory appropriate weekend. We will. I just got some more cattle so we're in good shape. (laughs) You got your work cut out for you. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Keep them out of the corn. That's the only thing I know about Mm. farming. Al, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Uh, I heard a couple things this week and one stuck out was uh, harden the targets and soften the hearts. And then the same guy that was talking about that said, well, when you take God out of schools, uh, something else is going to fill the void. And uh, it looks like evil has arrived and, and is filling the void. So the hard part is going to be softening the hearts again. Uh, what they, does that mean? Uh, that means, like, uh, just teaching morality uh, and and you know, appreciated of life. And, you know, when they got, got out of the school, a lot of kids never will never even hear about God and Jesus and have the opportunity. But uh, what so, about what about accountability for actions? How about if we start there and then move into... But you're accountable for your actions. Does that make any sense? Also, when the, when the 18-year-old uh, get in the gun, they said they could get the back now. Maybe if you go... Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Al. Thanks for calling in. Thank you for participants and guests who are on the show. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Enjoy Memorial Day. Memorialize the day. This is WKOK Sunbury.